This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by poppyapparel.com. Christmas season is around the corner. Black Friday is officially over. So now you could buy yourself something nice. Or for your woman, if you're a man that's listening to the show, go to popyapparel.com. It is, and we started off with a bang. <laughs> this is the way the podcast is. I don't edit, by the way. Yeah, yeah, leave it in. Okay, perfect. So go to popyapparel.com. It's a woman's clothing apparel store. And if you use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D, you'll get 10% off your next shipment, free shipping worldwide. And if you want to support me directly, go to wehavemerch.com. You could buy yourself some mugs, T-shirts, women's tees, sorry, and men's tees, and they also ship worldwide. And you can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and I am a part of Pod Bros Network. Go to their website, listen to my show, a bunch of other shows. And if you shop on Amazon, click on the Pod Bros Amazon banner. It takes you two seconds, free of charge, helps them out, which helps me out. And every Sunday afternoon, listen to the podcast on EMZT Radio. They have a podcast block, and I'm usually on between the times of three and four. So this week's guest is a writer from New York who now lives in the great city of Toronto, hopefully permanently. He has hosted such shows as EP Daily and Reviews on the Run. You can currently check him out on his highly touted podcast, Heavily Pixelated, which everyone actually should be checking out because I've listened to every episode and I'm loving it. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to thee, Scott C. Jones. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Not a problem. I, uh, I, have, to, I have to confess something. Uh-oh. Wow. I know uh, that it's called the podcast. So right. D- the D and the A, the quotation marks around it. Correct. Um, but, you know, every time we've talked, right. you, I don't think you've ever told me your actual name. So, you know, it's always like, hey, I'll <laughs> see you later, man. Okay, I'll be there one or so. And it's all these generic sort of, you know... Pronouns. It's true, and obviously, following the podcast, it just says the podcast and everything there. You have an air of mystery about you. I try, and I don't know if that's cultivated. If you're conscious of that, but I'm sitting here today, and I'm right. been in your home for about 20 minutes now. Okay, 
uh, and I still don't know your name. And you made me a cup of coffee. I don't think anyone whose name I didn't know. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Fixes me a cup of maybe. It, I guess if you go to like the coffee chains. Oh yeah, like Timmy's and shit. Yeah, I don't know those people. And so, <laughs> but I, I've been start. in your house. Like we, you know, we haven't you know had like oh. intimate moments, but you know we're alone, and I don't even know your name. You even pet my cat. <laughs> that's right that's right I, I did touch your cat oh shit yeah. okay formally my name is steve okay now the podcast is called the podcast because my last name is a portuguese last name i'm portuguese descent sure, sure. and it's hyphenate so it's like well not hyphenate i took out its space so it's da space fonseca so that okay. that would be my name but i go by steve finger styles that's how i'm introduced on okay. the show steve Fing- finger styles when you listen to the actual to the episode, if you go back and listen to it, I have the great Bruce Buffer who actually introduces me on the show. Is that really Bruce Buffer? It is. Where I, the hell did you get Bruce Buffer? I have a, ro- a long Rolodex, my friend. Dude, seriously, when I heard that, I was just like... <laughs> you thought it was an imitator? This sounds like Bruce Buffer. He could not... This could not be Bruce Buffer. It is. This is a guy who does a podcast in <laughs> a suburb of Toronto. I have connections. And he's got Bruce Buffer intro again. That's really impressive. Well, I'm a huge fight fan. I love them. Like, even right now, I'm wearing... Uh, Joe Frazier and Muhammad I am a Ali huge shit. fight fan. Okay, I so. didn't know that about you. I'm not a I'm not huge. a big MMA guy though. I have a little well sort of shrine up there for it, but I'm more of like an old school. Oh, like boxing. boxing. See, this is boxing. See, I being love, from New York, like, I love boxing. Are you serious? I yeah. didn't know that. Like part, there was a time before I got into video game journalism okay. where I considered becoming a boxing writer. I would lo- like I, some of my favorite nonfiction ever written. Is about boxing. Oh shit! Yeah, like I love reading awesome. about Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. I used to right. collect all the fights on. I had stacks and stacks of VHS tapes. That's how. My God. That's how ancient I am. And now the sport is kind of gone. Like it's like it, like it traditional boxing. Well, MMA sort of boxing. took over. MMA though. took over for sure. And plus, it was so corrupt, and still is. If it's still, you think MMA is not corrupt? Not yet. <laughs> Do you know what is corrupt? <laughs> the only fact that the fighters don't get paid enough—that's where the corruption is. Because at least boxing, it's more of a split. Whereas MMA, the promoters make like eighty percent versus some fighters make twenty to even five percent. Yeah. So that's not a fair trade, in my opinion. So if that if that's the corruption, that's what it is. We have a lot of things in common. Fantastic. Well, that's why I brought you on the show. My middle name is Steve. Shut up. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. I was going to say, what, where's the C come no, from it then? Does, it does. <laughs> it's because what the fuck? Okay, so you have, I want to touch on Heavily Pexelated right away. Okay. Because it's fresh in my mind. I've listened to literally every that episode. That is so nice I binged that you listened. listened to it. Well, it's you perfect. You binge listen. You know why? Because why? your episodes, I think the longest one is just over 35 minutes. Yeah, they're pretty short. My, my episodes are, tend to be an hour to an hour and a half. I know, they go on forever. It's like two hours, some of these. Like, it's crazy. We have shit to say here on the show. Okay, all right. Well, it's not that I don't have shit to say. It's just you got to respect people's time. You know what? In this day and age, yes. But my audience isn't the audience that has small attention spans. I know. I'm just teasing you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas maybe yours is because youngins play video games. And when they see Heavily Pixelated, it's something... I don't think anybody under 20 is listening to Okay, okay. First off, what is Heavily Pixelated? So the listeners know. Heavily Pixelated is kind of my answer to every time there's a school shooting, the media goes right for the classic story of we found a copy of Doom on his computer Mm -hmm. and case closed, everybody. And so every time that would happen, I would just lose my shit. And I would just feel like, how are we still doing this? How are we still throwing this entire medium under the bus for this, like, a guy who had brought an AK-47 into an elementary school? Like, why? How are video games to blame? What about movies? 
Well, I, well, movies for sure, but it's just like game. The game stuff just really gave me a serious case of red ass, and so I wanted Perfect. an answer for that. And okay. I wanted to say, well, what do video games do for us? And I don't think anybody's really tried to articulate it like in a serious way before. Right. But I just know that there have been so many times in my life where I've been in trouble, like not in you know, like relate. I'm in jeopardy. I'm you know, I'm, I'm you know. It's not not a life or death kind of situation, right, right. but every time I've been fired, every time my girlfriend walked out on me, oh, every uh-huh. time I've gone through some sort of heartbreak or mm-hmm. emotional turmoil, the first thing I think is, what game am I going to play? And I go right to the game store and I pick something out and I bring it home and two weeks later I will have finished the game maybe multiple times. And I will feel a hell of a lot better. And I just, what happens in that two week span? Right. And that's what the show really explores. That's so awesome. it's like 50% kind of old school Freudian therapy. Right. You know, like I really just want to tell the story. I want to explore people's emotions. You know, one of my questions to guests on the show or people who want to be guests is, have you, have you been to therapy? Have you talked to a therapist before? How comfortable are you talking about really uncomfortable stuff? Because exactly, because you want the real truth. I want the real yeah, truth and you the real truth, and and you yeah. got to be ready to to talk about yourself, and you got to be ready to expose things and be mm-hmm. real about who you are. And the other half of the show is a celebration of a game, which might not be a new game. I'm working on an episode now that's an old Konami game, for you know it came out thirty years ago. Oh, wow! And, and you know, like it doesn't matter really. It's not. It's really about you know how articulate gamers are, yep. how they live real lives, mm-hmm. and the things that happen to us, and what video games do to help us through those those difficult times. No, of course, because even in my situation too, because my mom ended up having cancer at a young age. Oh man, I'm sorry. Well, no, so, well, I was literally born, and then she had cancer. So me growing up, I never had a healthy mom, and. Yeah my getaway was video games. Yeah. So I had, I have two older brothers and we were talking off air. I started playing video games with ColecoVision and that's how I played ColecoVision because my older brothers had it and because my mom was sick, my parents were too cheap for, to buy any video games until I finally had to beg for like literally five Christmases straight to get an actual, just a regular Nintendo. Then I finally got that and then my mind was blown. Then that's yeah. it. It was off to the races. Yeah. Like, you know, like going from Coleco to Nintendo was just awesome. Oh, and much. I think I think games do help. I think they help us build bridges between mm-hmm. troubled spots in our lives. And I just really like getaway. I don't even necessarily understand what they've done for me. So <laughs> making the show is really my attempt to try to understand and articulate what's happened to me. Right. Why I've relied on games as much as I have. I built, you know, like I, I'm in my late 40s now, mm-hmm. and I built a big chunk of my life around and, video games. I know, you know, would it's you, like why have, have I done that? Why have I chosen that? And you know, this is the stuff like my generation, which is you know, like a generation before yours, right? But it's like I, our, you know, my my dad would have just like, what are you doing with those games? Like, stop! You're wasting your time. Just yeah. will you go outside and? Yeah. I like even now as I sit down and you know my dad's still alive but he's in his late seventies and I would mm. just I still hear his voice. Shit. What are you doing with this game? Why don't, why don't I? Why don't I go outside? Maybe my dad was right, but I always <laughs> but I always choose to stay on the couch and I keep right. playing and I and I just I love this industry. I love the medium of video games. I love the people awesome. who make games. That too, yeah. I love game developers living in Vancouver where I lived before I moved to Toronto. Right. Uh, that was the first city I'd ever lived in, where there were oh, wow. uh, legit ga- game development community yeah, there. So there, yeah. there are tons and tons of studios there, and so I realized those are my people. Like I love the people <laughs> who make games, and I love the people who play games. I, I really think those are some of the best people we have on the planet. 
Well, one of my favorite episodes was episode five, Sarah and Dave. Yeah. I don't have kids. And again, we talked. I don't want kids. Everyone knows who listens. I don't. I have no plans of having kids. And I'm it still tugged at me, yeah, that me story. Too. And but I think what tugged at me the most was how they survived and how they're even stronger. Because 80% of other couples would have just dissolved and that's it. Yeah, over. and I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, I, I feel like so much of our... I'm getting into my big stuff now. But Here we go. <laughs> so much of our so much of our lives are about bullshit now, right? Like so like Facebook is all bullshit, man. Like there's nothing true and real on there. Thank Nobody you. says anything honest on there. Nope. Not one honest thing and it's like we all go there every day to read lies about each other. Why why how did how did this become a thing? How did this become a thing? Right. And I feel like my life I want to ground my life in reality and in honesty and Man, a lot of life is uncomfortable. A lot of it's awkward. It. A lot of it's painful. Yeah. There's some tragedy, you know. Like even even in the you know most the luckiest person's life, there's still going to be a, some tragedy. Some percentage of, of your life is going to wind up being tragic. And I really just want to traffic in, the, in that world. I want okay. to traffic in the real world, and I want to I want to really look people in the mm. eye and have honest, open conversations with them. And I really want to, you know, share the reality of what it's what these gamers do with games during challenging times. Of course, no, and uh, like I said, you're doing an amazing job. The productions, thank you so much. And like honestly, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I really don't. Like I I know how to interview people because I learned from Vic. Of course, yes, but I don't know how to. You know, like I listened to a million podcasts and I just thought, well, I'll make my own. But I had That's to learn how, how to here. use the software. I had to learn how to use the gear. The audio gear <laughs> is is agonizing. I don't understand any of it. I don't know. I just looked at a, you know, some Quick online. Tutorial. Yeah, and I just. <laughs> That's I, what I did. And, you know, I talked to a guy who knows a little about audio and he right. gives me pointers. Uh, and, you know, I just do the best I can. And I know my That's audio's it. not good and I still get, you know, really irritated irritating and irritated comments from people who listen they're just like oh the audio wasn't very good in this i'm just like you know i just i do the best i can man i i just i really just want to tell a good story and And hopefully my audio will get better and better as time goes on same thing with me on the show here yeah when i have people in studio whenever i have skype guests and it cuts in and out a little bit and there's a little stuttered like oh yeah well you you, why do you have to interview someone over skype can't you have them all in studios like like no, it's it's normal. It's normal. Like that's the normal. Like, and you know, honestly, the the little things that are broken about your podcast and about my podcast, right. I think, are actually very endearing. And that's and why I makes, don't edit. And it, <laughs> it makes people really realize that this is a real thing. It's and a real moment. And you're and trying to have a real Thank moment. You. Thank who you. cares if Skype's involved? And who cares if it cuts out for half that's, of a second? That's know? life. Just like you said, the bad. That's life. That's the reality. First world problems. <laughs> nobody nobody wants the reality. Like no, everybody's I know. really uncomfortable with it. It's just like. Our lives are going by, man. Like they're going by. Like you want to live in your in your Facebook bubble, go ahead and do that. But I, I really want to embrace the reality of me. Right. I want to I want to embrace the reality of fucking Toronto today, which is sub zero. Like it is the holiday On record, season. When uh, this recording this is the most coldest day ever of this day. What is it? November twenty second. The, the coldest November twenty second ever of all okay. time in Toronto. I so you've it. witnessed it. Like I did not wear enough clothes coming over here today. Have you ever lived a full winter in Toronto? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so you know how cold I'm it gets from the here. East Coast originally. Oh, that's so. right. New York. It's same shit. Same that's shit. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in upstate New York, like around Might Syracuse. be more humid down there. Oh, no. Because Syracuse? No, no, no. I thought you were more closer to actual New York City. Uh, no, I moved to New York City in my early 20s. Gotcha. And I thought I would live there forever. But uh, New York City is humid. Uh, Syracuse is humid, too. Like, they're humid places. They're, they're close cold. by the lake still, right? So, well, Syracuse is right in the center of the state. Okay, there you go. It's like the bullseye of New York State. When I went in, when I was in Syracuse, I was sleeping. So, why were you in Syracuse? Well, me and my wife drove to New York City because we have friends down there, mm-hmm. and then we came the other way. So we went through the Kingston Way. So we went uh, east and yeah. then down. Okay. But then on the way back, we went west and up. So okay. we take a different route. So you so saw everything. We saw everything except for Syracuse because I fell asleep and she didn't bother to wake me up. Well, <laughs> is there anything to see? No, you're really okay not seeing okay. this. I mean, it, what? I, it's fine. It's like, more because of the college, I guess. That's what's, again, being a sports fan, the Syracuse Orangemen, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their basketball team has had some moments, for sure. The football team, team to a lesser degree. You're a sports guy. There's, right. there's jerseys all around us in here. I Are think you? one of my favorite football players of all time, McNabb, went to Syracuse, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you're right. Right? Donovan McNabb, yes. yeah, so there uh, you go. great quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Correct. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> well, well, why is he your favorite guy? Because Philadelphia Eagles is my favorite team, and in, oh. in my prime of watching football, that's when he was the QB. We got beef then, because I'm a New York Giants guy. Oh, then it's game over. It's game over. <laughs> and the show shut it down. <laughs> Where's my coat? You're not the first New York Giants fan I've had as a guest, so don't worry. We'll, we'll get through it. We'll push. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you for your compliments about the podcast. No, it's it's very good, it, honestly. And, and, you know, it's just like, it's just a labor of love, really. And you, you can know? tell. That's why. That's all it is. Like, I work my ass off in every episode. It, yeah. And, you know, like, honestly, you don't want to know how many hours I put into editing those episodes. Like countless i always think of the malcolm gladwell thing you know malcolm gladwell the writer I be too young for that <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> i had to slip that in fucking asshole <laughs> malcolm gladwell uh had a has, has he has a theory about ten thousand hours you put ten thousand hours oh, okay. hours oh yes i know that theory okay. and then i know exactly you, you suddenly you master, master it, it. Yeah. yes I've so heard that. i'm I just like i'm just putting in my ten thousand hours man and i hope at some point i make some money doing this but i also i think i'll just do it no matter what like i don't Honestly, think it matters so much you know no, that's sort of like me too if, yeah. if uh, i'm hoping it takes off and it goes where i'm making enough where i don't have to work a full-time job but until then, Man, I guess it's a hobby. I uh, I don't I don't, I don't want to work a full time job anymore. <laughs> I don't want to. And I'm younger than you, and I feel this way. I don't want to be anywhere at, at eight a.m. or nine a.m. because you That's need what me to is. be there tomorrow morning at eight a.m. eight a.m. Just 9 to support your habits. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it, man. And so I do everything in my power not to have an office or not to have a position that I need to go to every day. I don't want to. Well, speaking of Vic, you brought him up earlier. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of nine to fivers. How was it working with Vic on EP Daily and everybody? You know, the weird thing is because I'm from the U.S., I uh, I really didn't I didn't know who Vic was. Oh, okay. I didn't know like he was He's a Canadian s- treasure. He's like right next to Wayne Gretzky. Every, every Canadian <laughs> says that. You know, and, and I, I love Vic and I respect him, but honestly, I didn't know who he was. Mm. And you know, like I, I used to watch his shows on G4. I'm like, who's this guy? Okay. And I was I was like on the on a bit of a rise in New York at the time because mm-hmm. I was doing morning television as the video game guy and oh, I, nice. I was freelance I was I was a freelance writer see for I a knew long that time. I didn't know you did television in this yeah I did, okay. I did I was like the guy who would go on at 5.30 in the morning and Ouch. explain how rock band would work to you know the 40 people who were watching TV at that hour uh, I just did it because I felt like I needed to learn how to be on TV and I Why was not? awful 
you know, but I'm just well, like, you started. at 5.30 in the morning, nobody gave a shit, so they just kept Curious. bringing me back. But I would see Vic doing the show on G4, and I would mm. just be like, who is this guy? It's just like, he has a show. I don't know where he shoots it. I it's like the west coast vancouver i'd never been there <laughs> okay and uh, then one e3 uh i it was at a back when thq was still a big company oh, they had to love them they had a, a party in the hollywood hills oh, nice. and so i went there and all of a sudden the crowd like parted and vic walked out he looked like luke perry you know, <laughs> he's got his hair bleached oh, you know, and he's the got frosty a, tips yeah the frosty tips and his plaid shirt on and he's got that oh. deep voice you know that makes your balls tingle every time you hear his voice like how does voice. he get down there i don't know that's such a voice. Yeah, but he's a professional. He went, didn't I found that mistake? Then he go to school for acting and stuff like that. He went too? to acting school. Yeah. So there you go. So uh, you learned the actual art. Yeah, I uh, I saw him and I just said, uh, I I had watched his show and I'd watched him work with Tommy and I said, you know, I I really I had a couple beers, you know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I said, <laughs> you know, I love your show, man. And I shook his hand and I said, I I really love it, but you got to get rid of your co-host. He's terrible. <laughs> And I don't know if you remember Tommy Tallarico. Of course. I watched it okay. since the, uh, its inception. I hated Tommy because I could always tell that he hadn't played the games. Oh. I knew he didn't play them, and I knew he was just trying to be funny, funny. the whole time. And, and you know, he, he Tommy's done a lot of great things in his life, but he of was course. not playing. For me, it was so offensive. As a guy who was like a legit journalist right. in New York City, okay. I just resented anyone who was trying to pass themselves off as as somebody who could review games. I knew Tommy was just trying to be funny with his, right. you know, like his hot dog down his pants or whatever. Like I don't know, I don't know what kind of things. And Tommy Spider Man bits, Spider Man stuff. And uh, I told I told Vic, you know, get rid of Tommy. <laughs> you need to hire somebody else, but otherwise keep making your great show. Right. But he didn't forget me. And oh, he really? went back to Vancouver. And what I didn't know is Tommy was actually leaving at that time. Right. And he was he was working with other people who he was looking for a replacement. And so okay. he said, let, let me try that guy in New York. So he Oh, that was that bit when he was bouncing around yes. every week with someone new. Okay, gotcha. And so he came to New York and, and uh, we shot five reviews together in Central Park. Nice. And uh, I didn't know him, though. Like, for these guys in Canada who were working with him, they were like, oh, my God, this guy I used to watch on TV. And so everyone's nervous. But I'm like... The fuck is this guy with his frosted tips and his plaid shirt and his deep voice? Right. Like, sure, let's talk about how you're going to give this game a nine. You know? <laughs> like, fuck is. you. And so I think he liked that. I right. think he got off on the fact that I didn't give a shit about who he was and I don't think he needed it. He didn't really care that you I didn't. You don't want an ass kisser. Yeah, I wasn't going to kiss his ass because right. I, I felt like I had as much street cred, more street cred than he had. I was a New York writer. I was fuck. like, if I. You can make it in New York, you can make I it was anywhere. Making it in New York. Exactly. You know? and so I was just like, who is this guy? So I just gave oh him God. shit the whole time. We both laughed and laughed. Great chemistry. We had great chemistry right from the start. And, um, like, it, we just hit it off. And so, right. you know, it was, this was New York after 9-11. And so it was a little grim and dark. And so I just wanted to break from New York. And I said, listen, my girlfriend is from Vancouver. She oh, wants to go. move back home. Oh, wow. Do you have room? You know, like, if I wanted to jump in the boat, would you? Right. He's like, yeah, you can come do reviews. So we, I was shooting reviews once a week back then. Right. And I was, I moved, go, I moved 3,000 miles. I moved my cats to, to Vancouver. <laughs> but I was over the moon, man. I was on a TV show, and I was writing for everybody, like, every publication. Oh, so you still kept writing on Yeah, well. okay, I still kept perfect. writing. So right. Playboy, Esquire, USA Today, okay, hold New up, York hold Times. Up. Playboy? Yeah. What, like, video game articles? Yeah. They actually have video Because I know they have regular articles, but... Yeah, Playboy has... Are you serious? Like, the old school Playboy 
Again, when I looked at Playboy, I was probably a wee youngin. I didn't know how to read, and I was just looking at boobies and bush. Uh, no, I, I, I get that. But there's, <laughs> there's like only like six pages of naked nudity in the magazine. That was enough for me. The editorial is actually really good. It's That's always heard been really no, good. I, yeah. You've never read any no, of Playboy? No, I swear to God. The 20 questions or whatever it is, 21 questions. Oh, my God. They have so many Playboy. great interviews. Like, Plus, I was more of a hustler. They actually showed everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're disgusting. I used to be. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I wrote for, I just wrote for a bunch of different places okay, and I was awesome. still writing for different places. And then, uh, reviews on the run, uh, became three days a week. Right. That's and right. then it became five days a week. And then EP was three days and EP became five. Right. And then suddenly we were both working on both shows. That's it crazy. was an enormous amount of work. Uh, but it was really fun. Like it was really, it was really like the last of the sweet spots for media. Right. You know, like it was. everything, it's all gone now. I was so upset when it went down. Oh, well, I mean, it's still available on YouTube and everything. Vic's doing a great job, but yeah, Vic, I mean, Vic, I, I keep telling him it's to more get of a streamlined a, version. I keep telling him to get a real job, but he just refuses. He just won't do it. Good for just, him. No, I know. Sit. I know. And I'm proud of him too. It's you put his flag down and he's dying on that thing. Sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, Good I, don't for know, him. I don't know what, you know, like he's the only guy who's like, you know, a mature man. Right. And he's trying to make it in YouTube, you know, and good for him. Like, I think it's super gutsy. He's killing it. Yeah. So favorite memory of EP that you could think of off the top of your head? Uh, On screen, off screen, doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, there's so many memories. Like, you have to understand, like, it's uh, 10 years of memories. Like, sharing an office. Like, I saw Vic naked every day <laughs> for about 10 years. We ch we had to change into suits. Well, why is he changing his boxers or underwear? He's not. I didn't see him without boxers. Oh, naked. It could okay. just be underwear. I saw Vic in his underwear. If okay, you're in your fine. underwear, that's nothing. it's naked. Is it? When's the last time you saw a man in his underwear? At a, at a spa. <laughs> What are you doing at a spa? I go with my wife. We have couples, oh, couple spa days. So, <laughs> so there's just a man hanging around in his underwear at the spa. Well, yeah. Well, you because you go into the back after using the facilities because you might have oil on you from a massage or from using the oh, whirlpool. God, so you got to creepiest thing. I've you got to water yourself down. Actually, speaking of spas, I went to. Oh, actually, it was in Vancouver. There we go. It ties it all together. What a segue! I was in Vancouver this uh, in September, and it was a spa. We stayed at a hotel. Okay. I won't name the hotel because they don't sponsor the show, so too bad. So it was a nice hotel, and um, they had a spa in there. So yeah. we had free use of the facilities. So I go use, uh, I don't know if I told this on the show or not. But <laughs> if I did, whatever. Everyone knows I get hit in the head. Anyways, I walk in, and I look at the guy. I'm like, this guy looks pretty familiar. And he has a cap on, like typical Hollywood. Yeah. Not to spoil it, someone from Hollywood has his hat down, looking down. Vancouver has all kinds he of looks up at Hollywood me stars. again. Yeah. No, I know. He looks up at me. Does the nod like I guess because I walked into the sauna, yeah. So that's where I was. I, I think he was actually no, he was actually butt naked with just a towel. So put it that way. So, and the reason why I know is because he got up to go take a shower after. Not that I was staring, but anyway, or maybe I was because he's a celebrity. You never know. You got to compare sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, who was it, man? Anyways, do you watch Shameless or do you know of the show Shameless? Uh, he's like a B star. Shameless, okay. Uh, I know it, I know it. I've never really watched it. In the it. first season or two, I don't even know the poor guy's real name, so it doesn't matter anyways. In the first season or two, he plays a character named Steve, uh, Fiona's, the main character's yeah. boyfriend that takes okay. off on her. Yeah, yeah. That guy. He's okay. from. He's originally from Vancouver. Yeah, apparently. yeah. He, he and he's always on, in Vancouver. Did he used to be he on French? Shit. Maybe. Actually, yeah. Is that where I know him from yeah. too? 
I think he was like one surprised. of the one of the three leads on Fringe. Yeah, they used to film oh, everything shit, I there. Doubt it. Like the whole city, you wouldn't realize. Like the downtown core of Vancouver is very tiny. Right. It's really like f- six blocks. It's really small. So tell me about it. I know that's what everyone told me. Yeah, I didn't know. But it. this is the reality of live. I lived in Vancouver for a long time, and so if you live within that six block radius, you see everybody shopping you see everybody like just like living their lives and, and they're in vancouver and, and like in canada everybody's so nice and polite well, nobody bothers like <laughs> hollywood stars like you it's would just true. see people like want like i would go to the movies and i would end up sitting like next to like hollywood stars all the time mm. they're just in town they've got like an afternoon to kill and we became friends with uh that's what it seems like yeah. a guy named billy campbell who's who was the rocketeer he was on uh oh, okay. the killing he was the guy in the i think he was in a what, the original rocketeer movie yeah he oh, was shit. the original rocketeer okay. yeah so vic was obsessed with billy and so billy's just like yeah what are you guys doing so you know like i i got to know billy like we there were just always people around you know and they were just in the same restaurants we were in like we would see them everywhere right so i'm not surprised you saw some guys dong at the spa and that was the last time i saw a guy naked that was the point of the story okay. to tie it all together i just wasn't gonna bring it up to yeah, bring it up but okay. to tie it all together it's that was okay. probably so to answer your question and we're September. Humans. like sometimes we want to look like what does that guy have does he have more than i have well i wasn't staring you well, do the quick you just look eyeball look yeah. and now you know <laughs> and now you know yeah that's good you can keep it to yourself you don't need to tell us well i don't even, again well yeah i did say who it was so you could go back and <laughs> current video game you're playing uh, everyone's playing Red Dead Redemption right now, That's so I'm my not. Cue next. Yeah, I'm not playing. It's too much. It's ask. It asks too much. I think of gamers. Right, that's what everyone tells me too. It's a like. I don't know that's if I have like 150 hours for right? a game right now. I just don't. You know, like, you know, the thing is, it's the the way I support myself when mm. I'm not making the podcast is I do video game consulting. So oh, okay, when somebody's working on a new game, they'll bring in consultants to right. look at it. Oh, and tell and them give your opinion. Yeah, and say, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? What well, can we awesome. still fix? And so I do those. Like, I don't, they're really, it's hard work. Like, they're hard They're hard jobs to get. Right. And it's, they're hard reports to write, too. Like, you got to oh, work your ass so it's like an essay type thing you got to yeah, submit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you give shit. them. You it's give, not like you go there and thumbs up, thumbs no, down. No, oh, you got to tell them, you got to break it all down, pull it all apart. You got to write like a. Uh, they call them mock reviews, and so oh, you, you write a mock review, okay. and, and so I've been doing that for the last couple of years. So when I do that, I end up playing games. You know, I'm playing games now that you'll play in six months. That's crazy if you that, think about and it. And so I'm playing them, and I play them from start to finish. You know, and, and you know, most of the time I go to the studio. Like I'll fly, you know, I did two jobs in Sweden this year. Like it's it's a surreal wow. way to to live your life. It is. Sounds, you sounds know? pretty so cool. It's it's been pretty cool. Um, you know, and I, I'm just hoping pe- more and more people trust me. You know, it's like working with Vic. He had such an enormous appetite for games. Like, he never stopped gaming. Like, when we'd be in the car between shoots, he would be playing something. He'd have his Vita. Or so have... he is what he says on the show. He's a life gamer. Yeah, you When know, he travels, he's on something. When he's not. We, we would fly somewhere. We, we'd be on an airplane. And I'd, you know, <laughs> I'd go up to his seat to, like, go go to the restroom. And I'd walk by his seat. And he's right. got, like, fucking PC open. <laughs> he's got, like, you know, two handhelds so going. Wow. And he's got, like, his Switch going. I'm just like, why do you need four consoles <laughs> going at the same time? He's like, well, I'm playing this. And then I'm waiting for this to download he's always got a reason for why he's doing it for but him. it's crazy like he he has an enormous <laughs> appetite that's awesome for video games and like he, his whole life so much of his life is just spent consuming these things
things, but I had to keep up with him. Like in order oh, to make the two TV right. shows. And so what I'm, you know, when I'm trying to sell myself to, to a company, when they're debating whether or not to bring me in, I'm like, right. hey, look, I worked with Vic for 10 years and I probably have consumed more games in the last 10 years than anyone on the planet, except for Vic, right. who probably played other things. But Vic would call me at 10 o'clock at night and he's just like, we just got a code in for this game, XCOM 4 comes oh out, you know, like we just got it. So can you be ready to review, you know, with a review to, by tomorrow okay. morning? Gotcha. And I'd be like. Okay, like that's a lot of gaming. You know, you need me to do this in the next nine hours. Oh my goodness! You know, and sleep enough to shoot in the morning. And he's oh, that's right, that too. Yeah. So, and did you write your own shit? I mean, we didn't write. Or was it all improv? I would show up, and we just he's like, you know, one of us would do the intro, and then we just get into it. We'd have a conversation. Sometimes we would, you know, shoot for ten to fifteen minutes, and we'd edit it down to a four minute. You know, review on the show. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. Uh, where they cut out all my terrific points. and <laughs> Of course. Yeah, it's a big show. It's know? a big show. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No. So what's your favorite game of all time? Uh, I think, you know, I don't know if it still is now, but man, I loved Resident Evil 4. Oh. Like, uh, you're a survival horror guy. You're a horror guy. You yes. like the horror stuff. Yeah, I do, I do too. I've got a real weakness for the horror stuff. It's so hard, you know, to find really good um survival horror games but 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 resident evil 4 was just such a transcendent experience i remember playing it on the gamecube first Mm. and just loving the shit out of it like i i just loved it i played it was probably the last time i I really played the shit out of a demo for a game who plays a demo anymore but i i couldn't stop playing the demo it was really (laughs) just that little like pilgrimville yes i hated that shit and so I, frustrating. I loved it though. I loved no, but that's what I mean. It's so frustrating oh, that you love. I loved. I just it's a love hate. I just I just was in love with it. And then when I got the whole game, like it just kind of kept getting better in ridiculous ways. Right. None of it made sense. Leon is annoying. Ashley is the president's <laughs> daughter. And it's just like all the monsters are are just crazy. And but I loved it, man. Like I loved the shit out of that game. I've tried to replay it again a few times now. I finished it like a hundred times. Like I oh, wow. unlocked everything. You shit. can unlock some weird zoot suit for him <laughs> in there. You got some rocket launcher that has right. unlimited ammo in it, so you can finish the game again pretty quickly. But I loved. Did you like Resident Evil Four? Here's a confession. I never played it when it first came out on the GameCube. Yeah, I never owned a GameCube. Yeah, so okay. I played PS4 it. PS4 version was much better. Or the PS. Two version was much better. I think that's the one I played yeah. the first time. But when I played it, it was when it was the greatest hit. Yeah. So I think, I can't remember what I've played before or after that. But anyways, it wasn't the same. And I didn't enjoy it. I didn't even end up finishing it. Yeah. No, I, I get it, man. So, it, uh, to me, my favorite Resident Evil is Resident Evil 2. That's they, my favorite. Those games really belong to a specific moment in time. And I think... Like, you can't go back. You can't go back. You can't go the back. The furthest you could go back is 5. Because at least it's more action. Like, you know, third person. But it's still, it's... I don't I didn't like it. 5 or 6. I, I mean, I just... I think everybody does that with video games. I, I think that... You know, everybody has a, you know, like a fond memory, and a, they think they had this really intimate relationship with a game. But if they tried to play it again, their lives have changed. Our lives have changed. The world outside is different. The world in here is different. And the way you're going to see that game is not going to be the way you saw it when it's you first moment. played it. It's the like, moment. I got myself a classic NES sitting over there. Yeah, and I went back to go play it. I'm like, that's the, the only thing that's playable is really the Mario's. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> 
I have this that Super Nintendo one. I have that I'm one too. Like, I'm like, I'll never play this, and I just I've left it in the box, and I'm just trying to find somebody to give it to. <laughs> like honestly, I I just know that yeah. I you know the, the Super Nintendo is my favorite console of is all it? time. Of all time, of all time. Oh, wow. Like I love the Super Nintendo, but at the time though. But right? at the time, yeah. But I mean, it's still my favorite. It always will be my favorite. But if I go back and play those games now, I don't think I'm going to have the same relationship with them. Like when I fell in love with the Super Nintendo, was when you know was, I remember I graduated from from college. <laughs> That's how old I am. Don't worry, I was in high school when it came uh, out. this is like in the, the, no. the early '90s. Just entering high school. The early okay. '90s, and I remember I I moved uh, to. Chicago. That was the first oh, city wow. I lived in. Nice. Uh, and so I left college and I moved to, to Chicago. But I remember bringing the Super Nintendo with me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go. Hilarious. To, I'm going to move to Chicago and I'm going to get so much pussy. But I better bring my Super Nintendo just in case. <laughs> hey, you got it. Okay, here. I'm going to admit something now too on the show. So, like I said, my mom's always been sick. And yeah. one of her dying wishes was to uh, die in Portugal. So we ended up moving to Portugal one year. We just uprooted our whole lives and everything. Because she thought she was so-called going to go. She still ended up surviving another few years after that and ended up coming back here. But anyways, I had a Super Nintendo. Yeah. At the time, there was a Blockbuster. Yeah. I was moving to Portugal. So what do you think I did? Stocked up on video games and never returned them to Blockbuster and moved to Portugal. Oh, you dirty bastard. Hey, I was 13 at the time. I don't know any better. Yeah. So what did you do? You just, you checked them out? You're like, well, I'll take these I think at the time there was a limit of how many you could, I think there was three or four you could check out at a time. I guess they got smart by then. But I remember two of the games. It was a Marvel game. I think it was like Iron Man and Spider-Man game. I can't remember. And the other one was Final Fantasy 3. Okay, that's a good one. Fucking loved it. And yeah. I, I literally played that for a year straight. Looking yeah. For everything and all the nuances, all the and that's secrets. Really, you know, that's really where I am right now is, is like, you know, Breath of the Wild came out last year. Horizon Zero Dawn last year. Yeah, that's like a year. huge game. Huge game. Like, those are 100, 150-hour experiences. But I'm playing both of them, and I loved both of them. Like, okay. I loved both of them. And they just ate up my life, right? Like, I just disappeared every weekend every night every spare moment playing both of those games i just started thinking like you know the, like a hundred games come out a day now in the I Steam know, store. it's crazy it's like if you maybe think about i just it. need one game a year that's really good that's right. of that caliber either horizon zero dawn or breath of the wild maybe we don't need a hundred new games i was thinking that the other day too. you know just make me make one huge blockbuster that you make with mm-hmm. a lot of confidence and skill and beauty, like both those games were full of confidence, skill, and beauty. Oh my god, I they were gorgeous. I don't know if you played Horizon, but no, I but I've Horizon. seen people play it. And oh, my last big undertaking of a game was Fallout Four. Okay, boy, that's a big one. Yeah, I just, I yeah. finished that about a month ago. I put in about sixty something hours, but oh. I didn't do everything because yeah. I, oh, I couldn't. I was like, no. even at sixty hours, that's still not everything. That's just a story, by itself. <laughs> okay. the story and the side missions that I, I discovered, yeah. but not actually looking for. You know, that came across. Yeah, right? so that's about it. Uh, Ubisoft does that a lot with their games. Like, I feel like they try to take over your whole life. They want they they want to give you 100 150 hours of I gameplay. Know. They also want to make DLC available. They just don't that's want, my other gripe. They DLC. don't want you to break up with a game ever. <laughs> Whereas, know, right? Like you know, I, I'm I've been sort of you know I'm from the reviewer school where usually I had like five of those games to play a week, and so 
like maybe maybe my I I just need like ten good hours. Like give me ten good hours. You don't need to give me one hundred and fifty yeah. hours. You don't need to make you know the new Assassin's Creed you know like monstrous. It's like takes place on six worlds and whatever. Like right. I don't give a shit. Just give me ten solid hours. I know. But I understand what Ubisoft is doing. I mean, it's just that's just what their their research and development tells them. They're like that's what gamers want now. 150, yeah. 100, 150 hours, but it's crazy. It is. I don't know. Just between Far Cry and Assassin's Creed alone, look at look at those two massive games, right? Yeah, Far Cry is huge. Like Far Cry, I haven't even gotten through uh, Far Cry Five. Yeah, I haven't done my toes either. And like Assassin's Creed, like the old, like the old machine is back up. Still, like they're pumping them out every like, year, right? Every year, it's a lot of games. Okay, one game I want to touch on. Go ahead. I don't like to play games on hard anymore. I used to. I didn't mind as a child. I liked the aspect of a challenge. But now, as I'm older, like like you said, I want to whiz through a game. It's more of the story and um, the journey, not, I guess, how hard it is. Why the fuck do you love Bloodborne? I would kill myself playing that game. Well, you have to understand. Like I, I got really sick a couple years ago. Okay. Like I, you know, like I had something called endocarditis, oh, which shit. is a heart infection um, that usually junkies get, like so IV that's drug users. Okay. Oh, wow. So I had an infection for a long time, and the only symptom I had was night sweats. I'd wake up at night and right. like ser- like I've never had night sweats in my life. Like sometimes I wake up and I'm hot, but I would wake up every night and the bed would just Drenched. be soaked. Oh, okay. And I'd wake up like two to four in the mornings, like. Nobody could tell me what was wrong with me. In Vancouver, okay. I went to every doctor, every family doctor, every emergency room, oh every walk-in clinic. No, everyone's just like, maybe you ate something spicy, you know. And that, right. that was the only answer I could get. And then eventually, the infection got so big it had been there for a while that pieces broke off, and I had a stroke. Oh shit! Or a series of strokes, like That's smaller okay. strokes. So I, I had open heart surgery. They pulled the infection out of my chest, wow. and they put a plastic valve in my chest. And so I, now I have this long scar, scar okay. that I like to take to the beach in the summer and show everybody what I've been through. You know what I mean? Hey, you're Rambo. I'm proud of it. <laughs> I'm proud of it. Hey, and you so, survived, right? Exactly. And I survived. And so, like, Bloodborne wow. came in. Like, I, w- I went to uh, GF Strong, the, the clinic where I did my rehab, and, okay. and just tried to get my brain working again. I couldn't read for a couple of years. Mm. You know, like, my memory is lousy, and I forget things, and I forget what I'm talking about when okay. I'm talking about them on shows like this sometimes. Hey. Um, You're on the perfect show, then. Yeah, yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> I feel very welcome in this, in this environment. <laughs> Uh, but Bloodborne was really just like, I'm back to life, like, here we go again, and I need to play something, and Bloodborne was just kind of standing there. Okay. Like, it was just, it came out, I think, earlier in the year, right. like, it was one of those, you know, February, March kind of releases, and I just got into it. Like, I'd never really gotten into Dark Souls, or, or, or I don't know what the one before that was called. Yeah, I don't remember um, either. But they're all demon hard. souls, um, yeah. and so I'm just like I'm going to get into this, and I just kind of got into the the habitualness of going back to it, mm. and I also just kind of weirdly enough got comfortable dying. Like I was <laughs> I was okay with it. Like I was okay. Right. Like it was just I knew I needed to learn how to get better. I knew okay. at the game, and I needed to learn how to get better myself. I see. You know, and so like Bloodborne, just I kind of it kind of worked for me at that moment in time. Mm. I don't would it have worked for me six months later. I I don't know if right. I would have had the patience for it. The other aspect of Bloodborne is I could uh, I I could uh, you can you can team up to defeat some of the bosses. Oh, it's game. multiplayer. Well, it can be multiplayer. Oh. So you like I had a friend who was also playing it at that time. Okay. He's like, well, let me jump in and let me help you with that oh, boss. Sure. And okay. so. 
watching my friend come in and just right. like eviscerate these guys who are just torturing me okay. was so gratifying. Like, and that was great too. Like realizing that I had a community mm. that I could connect with. And so it just, it kind of was the right game at the right time. But again, it like six months later, six months earlier, it wouldn't have worked you at all. Remember. But do you generally like hard games? I do now because okay. I feel like the industry has just gotten so soft. Yeah, like every game time. wants to be liked, and every game, in order to, for a studio to survive, needs people, everyone to buy it. You know right. today, and so and the way that they do it is they make they shave off all the edges of mm. an experience. But Bloodborne and Dark Souls and Demon Souls and From Software, who you know who makes Bloodborne. Like, they just didn't, don't care. They're like, this game is hard as balls. <laughs> Good luck. And that's yeah. the way video... I mean, I hate to sound, I sound like such an old man Go saying that, but that's how games used to be. Like, yeah, not know. everything needs to be finished. Not everything needs to be playable. Not everything needs to be obvious. You know, sometimes things just don't make sense, and you just got to spend time with them until they do. That's true. And so games, games are so afraid to ask much of gamers at this moment in time and I really feel like we've lost something you know and it's so true because we're smarter now as gamers because we've seen because even my wife watching me she's not an avid gamer like she loves Nintendo and Super Nintendo that's as far as she goes she goes once there's no more 2D I get lost she doesn't know where to go there's just too much going (laughs) on so she watches me play sometimes and she's like how do you know where that is I'm like well that's because I've played video games so that's standing off or it's gleaming or there's a light or it shouldn't yeah. be there. And it's like, I know that's a secret. So she's like, oh, you didn't look on the line? I'm like, no, it's just being a gamer. Yeah, you develop instincts. Thank you. Yes, that's exactly. But we're like our instincts are kind of not as relevant as they used to be anymore right? because no one's really playing to those instincts. And so, I, I mean, I guess if there's one worry for like the next 10, 15 years of video games, it's that those instincts will just fade and people will stop planning them in games and games will just become like one long tutorial, you know, <laughs> that you press Tell the X button every it. now and then. And that's like, it's all going to become too easy. I really like games to keep, you know, sort of keep their cards close to their vest. Right. And not just paint and make everything so obvious and self-evident and satisfying right as soon as it starts. Mm. Like that's part of the reason why... I sound like such a jerk saying this, but I I don't like the Uncharted series. I don't like those the Uncharted series, and everybody loves the Uncharted series. I'm the only one one who doesn't like them. Four especially drove me nuts. I wanted to throw it out the window. Um, But I just feel like that game is just trying to be exactly what it wants you to want right now. And it never just... I I like a game to just kind of say, no, we're not doing that. We're going over here, mm-hmm. you know, and but Uncharted is just like I feel like the most cliched, self-evident, obvious, painfully, painfully obvious. Right. It's beautiful, sure, you know, but I, I'm like I don't want I don't want an interactive movie. I don't. That's another thing. Like I'm not like video games are their own thing. Stop trying to be and act like movies. So like, you're not a fan are, of heavily. Uh, I was gonna say heavily pixelated, anyways. Of uh, heavenly no. Heavenly Rain? Heavy, heavy Rain. Heavy Rain, that's it. Heavy no, Rain and Dark... David Cage, yeah. And Beyond Two Souls and those type of things. No, Until I don't, Dawn. No, no, no you're not I, a good fan. Like, ga- games can do anything. They can go anywhere. They right. can be anything. They have porn but games what? now online. Sure. <laughs> Are you into that? Actually, I've never delved into it. I'm scared. Okay. I don't want to get viruses. Okay. <laughs> okay. The computer I use to actually go online is either for my TV, because I don't have cable, so I stream everything offline, or it's to edit... The show, so I can't. You think you're gonna get you're gonna get viruses from porn? Well, the pop-ups and shit. I don't have no good antivirus. Again, I'm cheap. I just have what the computer came with. You're not gonna get viruses from going to porn sites. I'm old school. I'm from the day. I'm speaking from experience. (laughs) 
Good, you can help me out because I have this problem of I'm scared to look for shit to watch porn because I haven't watched porn in a while. Our lives are flying by. (sighs) (laughs) If you want to look at something, go look at it, my friend. But I got scared the one time I did. Yeah. Because I was actually searching for so-called porn to watch. And what came up scarred me for life. Well, scarred me for a few years. I'll probably try again in a few months or so, but... You saw things. I saw things maybe I shouldn't have seen. It's like your Vietnam. Because you know what it is? Okay. If you're one of these people, fine. If you're not, it's fine too. But if you've been watching porn your whole life, say, you've seen the gradual steady incline of what it's become now. So I used to watch porn in the early 90s to late 90s. So regular missionary type stuff. Nothing wild. You know what I mean? To what is available now online? You can see a lot of things, yeah. Mind blown. Like, you it's know what I mean? Even, it's not even like erotic anymore. It's almost just see, like... Thank you. It's, it's just... It's like, wow, I didn't know that was even possible with a butthole. you like... And I didn't that's know exactly an, what I was I didn't, thinking of. I didn't know that an iron would fit in there. Like, oh. <laughs> like, there's just things oh, good. you can't unsee once you see them. And so they're just not... Right. Like, I don't know. I got, you know, I got to tell you something. I, I don't, I'm not really private about this. But I uh, I worked as a pornographer before I Fuck started off. writing about games. Well, yeah. like, no, I I worked. I wrote sex stories. Oh, okay, that's what I was gonna say. You wrote like for yeah, like, okay. yeah, in New York and and oh, okay. So, like I had a, I worked for seven years. I worked at a magazine uh, called Gallery, and uh, I was the guy who wrote like girl copy and the erotic letters. And, oh, okay, you know, there you go. I, I never hey. I never thought I'd be writing a story to your magazine. But the <laughs> other day, my new neighbor, you know, like mm. all that stuff. Exactly. Okay. And uh, it was just kind of fun to to write that stuff. And, and uh, I hated myself. I mean, I hated my job. And it was like I, I just couldn't. You, could, you can't leave once you get a job like that. You know, back then, everybody right. who worked there had been there for... 20, 30 years, I'm like, fuck, I'm fucked too. Now I gotta, you know, everyone kept saying, you know, once this is on your resume, good luck finding another job. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just thought, well, that's it. I've ruined my life. Uh, But I was really good at it. (laughs) I was really good. There you go. Yeah. No, I I, I kept getting promoted. I kept promising my family I'd quit and I'd find something else. But I I ended up becoming uh, editor in chief. Oh, shit. Of uh, we had the uh, gallery magazine, okay, which yeah. you probably don't remember. You're too young. No. It's just like a Playboy knockoff. Okay. But then we had like a hardcore magazine called Fox. Oh wow! And uh, I was the editor in chief of Fox. Nice. So I, my forename was Harry Montana. I did well. Maybe that's why, because I didn't see any that come up when I was searching you for yeah, extra credit and stuff. About yeah. It. yeah, that's and, crazy. Uh, so you did keep it a secret. So that's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just always. You know, like, I don't mind talking about it, right. but it's, I don't even know, it's not really relevant to who I became in my well, life. Of course, yeah. And it's, you know, it was a long time ago, and, and, uh, and I, you know, I, I don't, it's just, like, it's kind of funny that what happened in porn industry, like, like, porn magazines were, mm. like, magic objects. Like, they were. I remember, you know, even we, I grew up in the woods, like, in a, <laughs> you know, like, but every now and then you'd find like a dirty magazine in the ditch out front. It's like, yep. how did this get here? Did somebody just exactly. drive by and throw it out the window? <laughs> like I've had it with you magazine. <laughs> and it'd just be in the ditch and you'd, yes. and you'd be like, wow, I got to see what, how did that get here? And so you'd keep yep. it and then you'd have to find a place to hide it in the garage. And anyway, that's a story for another time. Um, but uh, <laughs> porn magazines are gone now. Like they they're are. gone. And, and it's, it's, I can't believe it happened like as quickly as it did. And I feel naive about that. And now it's just 
magazines in general are mostly gone. It's true. And so, like the last couple of years, I've been like prematurely sad about mm. about video game magazines because I love video oh, game I was magazines. Huge I loved them too. E EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly. Yep. I was a subscriber Pro, for years and years. Nintendo Power. Yep, and uh, Game Informer is still around. Shut up. Game Informer. Physical it's magazine. Physical magazine. Oh. It's the last one. Shit. And so okay. one idea I've had for the last few years, and I, I you know, I've been trying to put the money together for mm. this or find producers. Like, I'd love to do a story about the last video game magazine. Because oh, they'll wow. be the last. Fascinating. And they're all the same. They're the old guys like Andy McNamara who runs Game Informer. Mm. It's his only job. He's never had another job. Right. He's in his 40s. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt Burtz, uh, uh, Reiner, like all those guys, are, they're terrific. Game Informer. Right is a great magazine but it's they're the last one still doing it the old school way and they're going to go away soon them. and the lights are still on and they still have you know every time you go into one of the video game stores I don't right. want to say the name of the store right yeah we all know which but one they stuff it into the bag you know so their circulation is still oh. like six seven million they have a huge uh, audience wow. and they actually did a story on uh, heavily pixelated uh, on me oh, uh, a nice. couple issues back there yeah. you go they're just they're sweet guys you know they're, they're all my age so but yeah, I'd love to make a movie about about the last video game magazine. That sounds very interesting. Would you see it? Of course I would. I watch anything that's. Do you want to watch a movie? Do I want to watch? No, a I movie? mean, do you want to make a movie? I'm sorry. <laughs> do I want to make a movie? Do you want to watch a movie together? I was going to say, are you asking me out on a date here, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> it took you all like yeah, 50 minutes to I get know. to know me. <laughs> sorry, that was very forward of me. Oh well, if it's something that I because okay, I'm I can. I'm, I can't fake something. So if it's something I don't like, I can't put like myself yeah, behind something. But if it's too. something I enjoy, yeah. then obviously, of course, I, I, I would do anything, really. And that so goes for the bedroom, You too. don't have an idea. <laughs> you don't have an idea for a, a documentary. Like, I love documentaries. <sighs> the only one I have is my life. Do you, what about a horror movie? You guys talk about horror movies on here sometimes. Yeah. Would you make a horror movie? Because I'd like to make a horror movie. I actually have... I don't want to say his name just in case it falls through, but I'll tell you off air who it is. Okay. I have a, a director of a actual horror movie that he's dropping soon coming on. So hopefully as an upcoming guest. Oh, really? So oh, I'll let you know who great. it is. And then. Oh man. Like I, I, I feel like. Horror movies. Yes. But again, I'm old school. Me would be a nice old homage to like the old Friday the 13th type movie. Why? Well, that's, I heard you guys talking about Terrifier. I loved it. I loved it too. Thank I thought, you. So I thought, there you go. I thought it, was, the same mentality. it was kind of a masterpiece. I mean, it wasn't satisfying or intelligent. No. But I thought it was kind of like just grotesque and beautiful in a right. weird way. And it had that oversaturated color scheme. Yes. Uh, and you were talking about how it was an homage to the old days of horror. And mm -hmm. I really think it was for sure. Um, I could do without the gore. Like, I don't give a shit. That was a little bit, gore. especially the scene I talked about yeah, where you got stuck <laughs> Like, I, but when I was watching, even though it was like, my I, favorite, let's. I just, I now I just kind of like, why do they have to include this? Okay, sure, whatever. Right. Let's just get through it. But I felt like there was a lot of uh, genuine creep in there. Like that's what yes. I always look for is creep. Like that little, that little, ooh, that feeling, you know. And like mm -hmm. Terrifier had it. Thank you. And I just was surprised that it was there. It was a random pick on Netflix one right? night, and I'm just like, whatever, I'll try this. And I just kind of, I really enjoyed it. I just loved the low budgetness of mm -hmm. it. You know, I, my, my girlfriend now is a filmmaker, and I okay. know what the challenges are. I know they tried to shoot in one location to save tons and tons right. of money. So they had some random warehouse 
than where they shot a million scenes right, in and right. they somehow turned it into a movie. But I, I think it's a success and well worth seeing. Of know? course, that's what I tell you. I know and we're again, in the Christmas yeah, season now. Probably... It's not the time to talk about Terrifier. What if they did another a sequel that was a Christmas? They should. I love Christmas and horror. Actually, speaking of video, it's all ties together. Perfect. I'm playing uh, Dead Rising 4. That's set around Christmas time. Okay. And it's a horror game. Yeah. Sort of. It's, again, it's funny horror. It? Um, I actually am. I didn't like any of the other ones because I'm a stickler for time-based missions. I fucking hate it. I hate I it hate, too. But, I, I can't stand it. But one and two, one especially, I loved. Did you? I couldn't. Again, Afune, uh, yeah, I, lo- I loved it. Like, I loved it and I loved, even failing, I just felt like, oh, I have to come do that later, like on another playthrough. Right. But I just tried to, like, I still think about that game and I've gone back to try to rekindle what I what it did for okay. me. Okay, yeah, yeah. No. But man, I loved one and two was made in Vancouver. Uh, Which one was two? Is that the one? With, with the guy with the road, the motorcycle. Yeah, with the yellow jumpsuit. Yellow jacket gotcha. on, yeah. Oh, that's the one I didn't like because he was infected so you always have to come back and get yes, injections. His and daughter that. was infected. Or that, yeah, that's yeah. maybe what it was. Uh, but I thought there was lots of good stuff in that game. What You know, I, I, I thought the first one was really the masterpiece. Um, and it was different. Maybe that's what it was, right? It was different. And then three I hated. That was a launch title for the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Uh, Never and, and I just hated it. Uh, but then, like, one time I tried to play it again and I got into it. And I played the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. And I ended up really liking it. Mm-hmm. Way more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, that's another series I like I like quite a bit. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, especially this one, like I said, because it's... No, like it's just one of those games. Just whatever could play for ten minutes at a time and be satisfied. Yeah, just go in and, and get out your like electrified chainsaw to like hack up a few zombies and exactly feel good. Get it out of your system. Get it out of your system. So you're American, like we brought up. Yes, sir. I don't like to admit that publicly, but it is true. So I won't ask the question what you like more, uh, Canadians or Americans. But today is American Thanksgiving. It is. I mean, when by the time you air this, it's going to be... Well, still, it comes out on the weekend, so they'll still be sort of celebrating, because okay. it's a whole weekend. Oh, thing, yeah. Right? It's just like, that's the thing is, like, you have to understand I've been between two worlds for 10 years now. Right. And uh, uh, to, one, one of my worlds is closed today. Like, U.S., nobody is... Especially, like, like, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas are the two days a year where nothing happens oh okay like no one answers phones no one's at the office no one returns emails it's complete shutdown okay so uh and like canadian thanksgiving is nice but it it certainly doesn't have that dramatic like i feel like everyone's still kind of around you know what it is i think our two main holidays in canada is easter and christmas i think that's what it is because like easter sunday usually everything's typically closed except for like the major attractions like Eaton Center type shit right yeah yeah but typically like even like Metro 24 hours they close down on Easter as well yeah yeah but no I have I, I think the Americans do it the right way I uh, I, I love like honestly I, I have good memories of American Thanksgiving mm-hmm. I haven't been to one in well over 10 years wow. now like I I just stay here uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, and I'm learning to appreciate Canadian Thanksgiving a little more. What's the difference though? I, I mean like food wise, how about that? What's the nuances that you see that might be well, different? I mean, I just know from my own family, like Thanksgiving is really, it's just about too much, you know? And I, mm. I don't know if, I think everything in, in the U S is about too much. It always has been, you know, it's always like yeah. we have the fattest people in the world. We have the richest people in the world, like That's whatever, like, you know, if we can max it out, like Americans find a way to max it out. But in Canada, we're always, 
I think there's there's a little more like everybody's more normal and they hold back a little bit and they don't quite go to the extent. Doesn't I mean there are no fat people or rich people here, but they're right. certainly not celebrated the True. way that they are in in the United States. Right. So uh, you know for sure it's the day to overeat and fart and watch football, football. all day and like I love like it pains me a little bit that there's football on. I love American football. I love the NFL. Right, I could put it. You in the do too. If you no. Like, <laughs> It really does. Put like, it on I, mute. <laughs> I will probably try to watch it. I mean, all the games kind of suck today. Are the Eagles playing today? I don't recall. I know Detroit always plays in Minnesota, right? That's the... Uh, usually it's Dallas Or Dallas, Detroit. that's it. Sorry. Uh, so Dallas and Detroit should be playing. Like I, I'm, I don't think the Eagles play today, no. Or okay. do they? There's, I, I don't and, and there used to just be My two games, sucks. but now it's three games. You know, like they cram them all in. Well, speaking of, they want more. Right? There yeah, is. the NFL. No, yeah, Thursday nights, Saturday nights, Sunday nights, Monday nights. I'm okay nights. with it, though, man. I feel like football season is so short compared to hockey season. I'm sorry. No, I agree. It's I think it should be shorter. So you on. must hate baseball, then. Well, I actually, I go to Blue Jays games, and I was a Mets fan when I lived in New York, and I used to live near City Field, and I'd go to oh, Mets nice. games. Like, I like baseball. I like going to the games. But the experience, right? I like the experience of it. Same I here. just like, you know, like, I, I like to go. I like, you know, if there are sports highlights on, I think seeing, it looks like the different guys hit the same six home runs <laughs> again and again every day on SportsCenter. But I still can't take my eyes off of it. I still watch it, you know? See, I'm still jaded from the, uh, going back, that strike that happened. The baseball strike? Yeah, when the Montreal Expos were supposed to win that. I don't know. It just jaded me so Because I was a kid still. Expo, I don't know like any you, better. You and I was like, been... fuck you, baseball. I'm done. Threw my glove to the ground and everything. Stopped <laughs> away. I'm done with you. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like the NFL this season has been... I just watched that Monday night game. That the Supposedly the best game Chief, of the season. I know, but it's also just like... It's like watching a porno where there's just jizz everywhere. It's just like you're just watching people score touchdowns. Now. Oh. There's no defense. And so sort of the chess... So you must hate the CFL then. I hate the CFL. Because it's for exactly high scoring, that. right? I hate it. I okay, hate it. Okay. Just like, it's just like, I'll throw a bomb, and you throw a bomb, and then I'll throw another bomb. It's just okay, like, gotcha. I'm tired of it. Like, yeah. I want to see a real game, man. And so Monday just felt like that game, the Rams-Chiefs game, yeah, it's quite a score you know but it wasn't really that exciting for me to watch like oh, it just didn't i don't know if i need to see like a hundred points scored i don't true. i just want to see like a real hard-fought battle where it's just like people do you know like play a great game yeah. but i i don't know defense just kind of went out the window and just like in baseball is the same like there's a million home runs it's now. all about the long ball all about the long ball like those are the things that draw fans in and everybody's nervous about losing money the nfl owners want to get rich the base the mlb owners want to get rich and right. so like they do whatever they have to do to make it easier to hit home runs and score touchdowns but so i think true. it diminishes the sport a little on for me right like honestly, I think football is going to eventually go the way of of uh, boxing. Oh. I think it'll just become it's like so brutal on human bodies. Like I played football I for saying. for fifteen years. Oh, wow. Okay, I played like Division three. Like I was, you know, doesn't like, matter. You still played. You felt the effects. Of I it. played and I had lots of concussions too. You know, like I, I in my body, I've had knee. I've had probably had five knee surgeries oh, at this wow. point. Like I didn't even play Crazy. on a high level. I just right. went to college and played. And even that takes a toll on a body. These guys who are in their, you know, late 20s, early mm. 30s, mid 30s, trying to play this game. At a high level, yeah. At a high level. It takes, it really takes some of their life away. It takes years well, That's why the average uh, uh, span of an NFL player, what is it, three to four years in between there? 
uh, they, uh, the yeah the, the the career span is very short. short, and then their lifespan I think is like late forties, early fifties. That's sad. They don't live very long, man. That's sad, man. Especially like the linemen, like those guys. Off course, get linemen, running of, backs is another one. Like they just, I, I, I don't. I think we'll look back probably at the very end of of my life, and that we'll be like, fuck, we used to like run at each other full speed with with plastic helmets on our heads. It's crazy. I mean, boxing's the same or way. Leather. If you want to go all the way back, man. Leather. <laughs> oh, you're too young to remember the leather. No, I, I know. Okay. Uh, but again, I'm an Eagles fan, and before them winning the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah, the last time I saw them win the Super Bowl was way back when it was black and white. You know what I mean? Oh, fuck, so fuck you, you don't remember that Super Bowl? They never no, won a no. Super Bowl before. No, that. but but they were. They've been in three Super Bowls now. Champ. Okay. Oh, the, right. I remember. So the they were one, one they with lost. McNabb, yeah. where Owens was on the team as well, and they lost to the fucking Patriots, who always win all the time. He was throwing up on the sideline. Yes, he was all sick and shit. Yeah. Yes, no excuse. We took the loss. I hate the Patriots. And the one before that was when it was still. It wasn't really the Super Bowl. It was the finals when it was. It was what is it? The AFL and yeah. what, no, no. But I went back and watched it. Okay. Because back in the day when I used to drink, they used to come with little CDs of. Uh, football clips yeah and one of them was the eagles and i was like oh my god perfect so i popped it in and actually it showed the highlights it wasn't the full game so i'd rather watch it anyways i don't think i'd be able to watch black and white football <laughs> yeah whole game we're really spoiled the way you watch football now is so seductive and the commentary man. is so mundane it's like and he takes the ball oh the old ones yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> those it's guys true, have like true. no charisma it's like yeah. come on man like oh, no yeah, no you're right you're have right, a beer right. or something no, no, i mean no nobody like all those <laughs> like those those are things that sort of like the same way Vic did on on ep and on right. reviews on the run like he evolved video game discussions yes exactly you know and he's he's very very skilled at sort of making it entertaining and it's not easy to do but he's yep. he's he really defined uh the, what we're what we watch on tv now mm. or what's i mean what's left there's you know what we watch. Sure. i mean a lot of he inspired a lot of youtubers for sure oh, I could only a lot imagine. of people are out there no, that, of course. Did you ever see the the coffee show that Marissa and I did together? I saw clips online yeah. when okay. when I was doing my research on Marissa, but yeah. I never actually saw it because then I saw okay, they didn't continue it. So no, we, I don't know if it was a one off type deal, no, so I didn't want to invest my time. The, I mean, she did all the editing and shooting and stuff, and, okay. and I added music and polish, but it was fun to make. Like, and I thought we could really sell it. What did you guys talk about? Coffee, like we would go. Oh, fuck off! It was that an actual coffee show coffee about show. coffee? Yeah. Okay. It Seinfeld was called assholes and Americanos, and I, <laughs> we tried. We tried to. We tried to sell it to like Travel Channel, oh, okay. a few different places. We pitched That's it to uh, Global, Glo- Global. What's the Canadian Channel network? Three. Global TV. Global. Yeah. We pitched it to a few places. Nobody really wanted. It. I don't know why there are no good coffee shows. We're like, we'll be the first good coffee show, and it just didn't work. But yeah, we're like we we shot oh, wow. we shot like almost twenty episodes. Shut up! Yeah, like, only we saw just two did it between shooting uh, EP. Oh, okay. So it was way back then, then when these guys did it. Oh yeah, like we we haven't shot an episode now in like four or five years. Oh, least. okay, it's, okay, gotcha. I mean, it's been a while. It just kind of died. And Marissa talks about bringing it back every now and then, but we just never do. You know, well, maybe something in the back pocket to bring back. You never know. But I don't know. Like I, I feel like you know, honestly, at this point, I don't know how much more I want to be on TV or do things where I'm in front of the camera. I like the podcasting gotcha. thing. That's I really want to just it. focus on on. I just want to focus on on like what I say and, mm. and making smart content, and I don't want to worry about you know getting gray and old, and you know I don't want to have work done. 
You have to age gracefully. <laughs> age gracefully, as they say. Because there's nothing worse than looking at someone and you know their age, but they look like they're like a plastic doll. And it's like, in about five years, you're going to look all melted and even worse than you oh. are now. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, come on, why do you do this to yourself? I know, man. You know, honestly, like, I just want to be okay with whatever happens to my body at this point. Obviously, I don't care about my body. Look at me, so... You're in good shape. What are you talking about? Your beard looks great. Oh, wow. wow that is... I think I think you've got a nice look going on. Oh, Very you. stylish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're a Canadian look, though. You're, it is a Canadian look. That's true. Yeah, I just States. need the plaid and the axe. Yeah, that's right. Well, actually, I have a pick there. And the frosted enough. tips. Oh, no. I don't want to go that far. Yeah, okay. My, so, well, anyways, the whole reason why I brought up Thanksgiving, we went on a, another rant. How do you do? You, are you a turkey guy? Do you enjoy turkey? Because yeah. some people don't, because it's really dry. My girlfriend's vegan now, and so like, oh. it's, did you have a uh, vegan bird? Well, you know, I eat my meals and she eats her meals. Okay. I mean, sometimes it's just like if we have a date night, then we got to go to a place that has both. vegan options okay. for her. Or okay. both. that's fair. Uh, but I'm okay with it, you know. But I still eat meat, and I always think, well, maybe I can let it go. You know, she's way. okay without yeah. it. And maybe I'll be okay too, but man, like you I get like the turkey. cravings, right? I like the turkey, man. I like the mashed potatoes, and and I like the stuffing and the cranberries, and I like I like all of it. I like I like a good steak every now and then. I know that it's not you know uh, a politically progressive thing to say, so you know socially progressive thing to maybe say. I like steak and like meat, but it's just like I still like that stuff, and I don't know, maybe someday. What's the weirdest type of turkey you've ever had? Uh, well, there was a place here in Toronto that I, I usually like, as somebody who's an expatriate of the uh, United States, I like okay. to go out for Thanksgiving. Like, I like to go, I used to do sure. it in Vancouver, too. Like, I used to go someplace on Thursday. So, uh, there's a place here that, that served uh, turducken, which is like um, turkey stuffed with duck. Oh, wow. And stuffed... Is there another animal in there? <laughs> Those are gerbils. I don't know. There's like there's a couple different kinds of meats, and they're just like they're stuffed of, in each other, like yeah, that Russian doll where you keep it. It sounds like a porn movie. Then I, you know what? That's probably there. a thing. Never mind. Oh, I'm sure. It's a thing. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah. Uh, so no, move. that's that's. I never had turducken, but I thought okay. I was going to have it today. Thing is, it's like I asked a bunch of, I asked Steve and uh, Raju and a couple other people if they wanted uh, to meet up well, do my go. American Thanksgiving. Nice. All those guys were like, "Nah, we can't today." <laughs> Fuckers. Well, the reason I bring that up again: Would you ever have a turkey that's dressed in crushed hot Cheetos? Uh, I would eat a piece of it, yeah. I mean, I feel like... Oh, God, look at that. That actually looks good. Does it? Yeah. Are you not into it? No. What happened? What's wrong with you? You have to... So you put this on the bird raw, and then you put it in the oven. Yeah. So this is a raw pick right so now. So those are... Oh, that's So raw. that's like so the spice and so cooked. Is there a as you could see, see? Yeah. And then you stuff it. And I... I had that condition on my genitals once. I had oh. to go to the doctor. You had crushed hot cheetos on your <laughs> genitals once? <laughs> No, I'm saying I had a rash. I had a, I had to get a cream. You got to take <laughs> the much. rash down. <laughs> Too much. But Too yeah, much. sorry. I, I I don't think so. I don't like all these new types of foods coming out and these mixes yeah. and like even when you go to the CNE and all these fried type foods that they have there. You guys now. have ketchup chips here. They don't have those What's in wrong the with US. That? There's nothing wrong with it. I love them, but they don't. I don't know why they don't work in the U.S. Though. Maybe it's a big girl. Okay, how about this? Would you have mustard chips? Why is ketchup a thing and not mustard? Or even mayo. Mayo's a big condiment nowadays. It's on the rise. Yeah, that actually sounds Think good. about that. Yeah. I'm going to blow your mind. Mac sauce chips. It sounds good. 
Mm. I'm into it. <laughs> Maybe we should start a business with that. Yeah, it's, I mean, delays. there's uh, the, the, there are weird foods in Canada that you can't get in the U.S. And ketchup chips definitely is is the primary one. I think if you're in a uh, in the U.S. and you cross the Canadian border, I think you owe it to yourself to buy one bag of of ketchup chips. I think that's what everyone does, though. Yeah, I think so too. Right. Well, for me, going to Europe again, being Portuguese, is salt and vinegar chips because they oh, don't yeah. have that there. Yeah. Like, again, being from Portugal, they have prosciutto chips. Were you born here? No, I was born and raised here. Okay. But I used to go back and forth. I even lived in Portugal for a year and everything. Again, hence why I had a Super Nintendo and moved there, right? Right. So that year I was there, it was, oh, that's my shit. Like, salt and vinegar chips is yeah. my thing. Yeah. And they didn't have it. Like, they have prosciutto chips. They have salami chips. Prosciutto. Oh, wow. So salty. Yeah. So salty. Too salty for you. But then now they have it, obviously. But then this is before the internet days, you know what I mean? So... You just had what they had there, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my uncle would always ask us to bring bags and bags of salt and vinegar because he came to Canada once and he couldn't stop eating them. <laughs> yeah, the other thing is, it's like I were, we used to drive up to Canada when we were uh, kids. My family would, and um, you guys, Canada always had these great sodas, like great pops. Mm. And Great, uh, yeah. like, like you could get one. cream sodas cream here. So- There's no cream soda in the States? Well, there is now, but back oh, okay. then we were like, what really? is this? This is amazing. And my, my brother and I, just we would just guzzle this cream right. soda. And you, so there were always these, always these magical sodas. And it's pop, by the way. Well, <laughs> if is, you want to be Canadian. It is for you. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we would love all the, the variety of pops that you right. guys had here. Like there what about are, root beer? Was that a thing in the States too? Or oh, no? yeah. We've okay, always okay. had root beer in the States. Uh, so we could get that here. I always have a weakness for root beer. I feel I like the older too. I get now, the less likely I am to drink real beer and the more <laughs> likely I am to have a root beer. Such like a cliched old man, you know? Do you get diet though? No, I don't okay. get fucking diet. Okay, Jesus. no, just checking. Are you a diet guy? No, fuck that shit. Well, I don't know how you maintain your physique. Where's the home gym? I thought I'd see a gym down actually, here. Yeah, it's down the stairs. Oh, is there really? <laughs> <laughs> there's a treadmill. There's a weight bench. Oh, okay. There's actually a boxing guy, too, where I okay. let all my frustrations. Okay. Did you do but, your workout this morning? No, I, I can't. Okay. Because then I, I wouldn't be ready for the podcast, and Why? I wouldn't be angry. I like to be angry sometimes on the show. Well, you weren't angry at all today. It's because I, I have a guess, maybe. I, I was waiting for the anger to flare up. You want some anger? Yeah, what do you got? Oh, this is not really... Okay, well, how about this? Being, we'll stay on the Canadian trail. Um... This is a pure Canadian sport, curling. Have you ever curled? Yeah. You've tried it? Yeah. Here or in the States? Oh, no, in uh, Vancouver. Okay. Did you enjoy it? Was no. it fun? No. What do you mean, no? I, I don't know if it's supposed to be fun. No, I'm just asking. Why, why didn't you like it? What was so... I mean, not- it was mostly the novelty of being on the ice. I think there was... I don't, you know, it was like some... When you do uh, video game uh, media, mm. you go on press tours for weird shit. Right, and right. they always find excuses to... Well, we'll just put them on the ice and give them curling sticks, and we'll let them curl. Sweet. And uh, I think we came up to Vancouver for maybe one of the NHL games. Okay. And so they put us on the ice and they let us uh, curl. Yeah, I guess that's. I what guess. I'm, uh, so, I'm not a big curling fan, don't worry. <laughs> uh, I I like watching it. Um, sometimes oh, no, I'm I the opposite. I watch it on TV, but only when like only when like there are girls playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, if I mean, uh, it's not a like. I just, it's kind of fun to watch, you know. See, women. but okay, how about this? This is where I don't understand. There's no really physicality involved in curling. Like, it's more geometry angles, like, and the strength a baby could do it if they're taught properly. You know what I mean? 
why is it still men's and women's division? Why isn't it one division? Uh, it's not like tennis or like hockey or something. I don't know why. Co-ed curling. I, I don't know. I don't know if the men are better than the women. You know, I don't, I don't think. I wouldn't think so. I don't know. Like, I don't ever look at the results. I just. That's true. I'm I like look at like butts, you know, like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Do nothing. You're a man. Well, I mean, <laughs> I just, they look like they know what they're doing. They're very confident. They're trying to get that. Maybe it's the yelling that turns you on. Maybe. Mm. I, I did not say I was turned on. But oh, okay. So now okay. I'm just assuming. Yeah. Okay. Now you've outperved me. <laughs> allegedly. Congratulations. The, the, the newest podcast from Diver needs to use so they don't get sued. Allegedly. Okay, you were allegedly. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is how I would watch curl because I've curled once and I would curl again. Really? You oh, enjoyed I, it? I loved it. Wow. Maybe because I drank a little doing it and this is why I'm leading up to it. Supposedly, a professional curler, and this is the guy's team, I don't know where were they from, during the Red Deer Classic in Alberta, they were booted and disqualified because the team was drunk while they were curling and they were oh. being like a nu- nuisance to other teams and they were yelling yeah, and yeah. screaming and I'm like fuck that's great television yeah can you imagine these guys great television w- yeah. wasn't that movie with john men's in or it's a canadian movie men in brooms or men with brooms men with brooms is it i don't know i don't fucking know what's the guy from naked gun uh, Leslie Nielsen. I think he was in it. I okay. think it was his movie. Men with Brooms. Okay. Something like I don't know. It's a curling comedy movie. But I'm sure this... I don't know if you need to have a comedy about curling. I think it's already automatically comedic. It's... Well, if they're drunk, that's fantastic. Sure, then it becomes good reality television. Exactly. Right? And curling needs... Talking about fucking having sales and getting people to watch a product, what better way to watch curling than having them all drunk? It is strange because... Uh, yesterday I had lunch with Steve Tilly, mm. who's going to be a guest on your show soon. I hope. I hope. Um, <laughs> and uh, there were uh, we were in a bar having sandwiches, okay. and there were there was darts on the TV. Why don't they do that drunk too? Well, they do. We do think they? the Irish do all the time. But on TV, like televised. That's huge, these though, things. eh? In, in the UK, it is, is it? televised. Oh, it, it. If you get. Um, packages like like internet tv like i'm saying legitimate internet packages yeah yeah sometimes you get packages from like sports packages from the uk half of their programming is fucking darts <laughs> i'm like <laughs> what the crazy, fuck is right? going? it's soccer and yeah, darts yeah. and a bit of rugby those are the three sports all i see on tv i'm like what the yeah. fuck how do you feel about uh, soccer not a fan okay because of the diving because of the corruption uh i have you learn to appreciate it. I actually really loved oh. the World Cup last year. Okay, that's different. Look, see, oh. I'm Portuguese. I, I I represent the Portuguese oh, thing. Man. So the World Cup games, oh, I just loved them. I hate the diving too, and it really. You're talking about men, not women, right? Men, yeah. Okay. And <laughs> just checking. They I, like that was like I really wish I took my my soccer more seriously. You know, and I feel like so I'm you're all, not up to date with what's not going. Really, but I you understand the sport, obviously. I understand you get the ball sport, and net, but and it's there. really the World Cup. Like it was just so satisfying for that two weeks. Like it just maybe because the world is so shitty, and oh. you know all the garbage that's going on, and the weird arguments, and the pettiness, and you know the fucking U.S. president and all the shit. All of a sudden, we just were talking about soccer for two weeks, and oh I God. loved it, man. It was just great to just any anywhere I went, people were watching soccer. And that's what it was. And it was the whole thing of having people around you representing their countries or, because again, being in Canada, 
if you're not from that country, you're married to someone from that country. So right, automatically right, right. you're adopted into it, right? Right. So they bring it does. It's just something about especially in Toronto, everyone honking with their flags and it shit. It just right? felt good. Like it just felt good. To Is just... it like that in the states? Do you remember? No, I mean Nothing. I haven't lived there in ten years. Oh fuck! I keep know? forgetting. Man. Yeah, it's That's been true. a long time. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know what they do there. Depends. Hmm. What else you want to talk about? A person getting hit by an airplane and dying. Did you hear about this? No, hit by an airplane? I don't want to be, like, rude, but again, everyone knows I speak my mind. I'm sorry, but it's kind of like that Austin Powers when he's coming at him with the car. He's like, no! And it takes forever for him to get there, and then he finally gets run over. Yeah. How do you not see a fucking plane coming your way? So what happened? The guy was on the runway? Yeah, apparently so. There's an investigation happened in, in Russia, so not too many things are coming out about it. Uh, even though, shout out to all my new Russian listeners, apparently I broke the market there. I have a, a big following now in Russia. That's great. I don't know how, but sure. Th- maybe it's one person on vacation so just be downloading careful. Well, Be careful what you say about Russians. <laughs> or maybe they have my back now. <laughs> maybe they do. That's true. <laughs> but it was in Russia, and someone got hit by a Boeing 737. Not even a small plane. This was like the huge planes. And they got run over and died. And died. Oh. And now they're looking into it. Why? How, first off, he got run now. Again, wink, wink, whatever, Russia, was he tied down to the tarmac and he just got crushed? Like, there's not really anything coming out from this other than someone died. The, uh, I've been to Russia before. I, oh, really? Yeah. I've been to How was that? Moscow. I had a trip there. It was another press trip. And Take advantage. Uh, you know, I will, I will tell you one quick story about Russia. Go for it, please. Um, like, there are... No, I mean there were. This is this is an older tri- press trip, so it, the country may have changed. Okay, but there there are no real like traffic lights. There are no uh, speed limits, and so people just drive like maniacs. And the thing that was most fascinating to me is every car that we got mm. into, whether it was a taxi or a bus or whatever we got to, right. everyone has a television posted on the dash. Shut up. So they drive watching TV wherever they go. And so I, there That's was just, nuts. there was one day where we got a, it was a, this media trip and, and I ended up sitting in the front of this cab. And so I sat next to the driver. He had like a little dirty towel as like his curtain that was between me and him. Yeah. And on the other side of the curtain, he's just watching, I could just see him watching TV and driving with no speed limit. It's just like, this place is fucked up. Like, it's madness there. So the fact that a guy got run over, who knows what the circumstances were in Russia is not terribly surprising to me. It's just like, it's a country where weird shit, bad shit happens, where there's tons of corruption, mm-hmm. where there's uh, lots of selfishness, where there are no rules really. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's not surprising that, that that story is coming out of Russia, but that's the, it has to be some, there has to be some shenanigans going on because again, how do you fuck? Do you not see even if with headphones you feel it the trembling yeah. like the wind speed I guess coming from the turbines because like there's so many factors or even people yelling at you look like yeah, yeah. what the f- yeah. uh, <laughs> whatever it's stupid I don't want to say the guy's stupid but hopefully it was something that it wasn't to his control probably yeah. how about this what, what now last one and okay. then and then we'll get to the dumb laws game because sure, sure. I, I know you're looking forward to playing that game how you love your girlfriend like I don't want to love her, yeah. I don't want to assume anything or whatever. But how much do you love your girlfriend? Is the question. Quite a bit. Okay. Would you do this? So, a man in India, okay, gets shot on his wedding day. Yeah. On his way to the ceremony, gets shot. Yep. Goes to the hospital. Has gets operated on, suited up. A few hours later, right back at the ceremony, gets married the same day. Right. 
would you do something like that? Are, for your are you asking if if I'm man enough to do what this this guy did? Exactly. Would you man up? <laughs> I mean, Sarah, she's really the best. She is. Uh, she went to acting school with Vic. Oh wow! Vic is the one who introduced us. There you go. And um, I moved to Toronto for Sarah. Like this is why I came to Toronto. So then you probably would do it then. I, if I would move to Toronto for Sarah, I would do I would do really anything for her. Like she's great. But how manly is this guy though? You th- someone thinks they're a man, yeah. take a bullet and still get married the same I day. Know. Or is he really whipped? And you knew he was going to get in shit. <laughs> you know, oh fuck! You know what? It, I I'd, I'd rather die you've been than married for twenty years though, right? On and off, well, not on and off. Sorry, pretty much. <laughs> Well, what kind of a slip is that? No, we've always been together. Sorry. All right, Jesus. If you're listening, sweetie, I apologize. No, it's... <laughs> we've been living together for pretty much 18 years, married for like 14, something okay. like that, whatever. That's an enormous amount of time. Right. Uh, you've never... Got shot? No. Never got shot. <laughs> never put it... I came close to it once. Getting shot? Yeah. Well, in this neighborhood over here, who knows? Well, now wasn't this... I used to live downtown Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Probably where I live now. Uh, I'll say I don't care because I don't live there anymore. Dover Court and Bloor area. Okay. If you're familiar with that area. Ossington and Bloor. How about that? Okay, sure, sure. Around there. Yeah. So, so yeah. somebody shot like somebody else on the street and you were close by? No, it was in my apartment where I was living with my roommate. So who had a gun? A very checkered past, my friend. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, was your wife with you at the time? No, this is before my wife. Okay. This is when I was living on my own. I left. Can you even remember your life before your wife? Yeah, I can. Okay. It was fun. Okay. Oh, come on. No, no, no. It was actually miserable, to tell you the truth. Yeah. It was very miserable. Because, again, because I've never taken care of myself. I was always taking care of my mom because she was sick. Yeah. And then after my mom is when I actually was by myself. But then I was dirt poor because I left home and they weren't really willing to support me because they thought I was abandoning my mom. Yeah, yeah. So I had literally $200 in my pocket and scrounging. It was, and at the time, I used to smoke cigarettes and shit. So was, some days would be like, do I buy a pack of smokes or do I eat dinner? Unfortunately, the smokes always outweighed the dinner, uh, but that's how it goes back then. Well, they're an appetite so, suppressant, right? See? see? Yeah. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to live in a shitty area. That's all I could afford, and I used to split my, my rent with my roommate. Unfortunately, he used to dabble in the drug dealing business, so... Oh, boy. Uh, some raids went down one day, and people came in, guns a-blazing, as they say, and I literally missed it by minutes. Wow. And there was a bullet hole in the wall, and it was literally in my bedroom. So if I was propped up watching TV where I usually would, the bullet would have gone right through my forehead. Oh, man. Oh. So there's a story for you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't man. think I ever shared that story on the show, yeah. so congratulations. That's a good story. Yeah, so I'm glad, and that's no, not even the worst thing that's ever happened. No, to me. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not. Um, but I'm glad you weren't there. I know, right? Imagine, yeah. well, we wouldn't be here today. So you, you wouldn't have known any different. So yeah, what does it matter, really? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay, so you ready for the dumb laws game? I'm ready. Let's bring this show with a nice end here. I'll bring up the category. So I didn't explain it fully. I have three categories: American dumb laws, Canadian dumb laws, and world dumb laws. Okay. So you could still get one wrong and still pass. Sure. Okay. So what do you want to start with first? American? American. Let's start in America. So one of these laws is true. In Bangor, Maine, it is illegal to take a picture with someone in office. Mm -hmm. In Billings, Montana, it is illegal to marry someone you met on a dating app. In Honolulu, Hawaii, it is illegal to have more than two alcoholic drinks in front of you at one time. Uh, I have to pick the fake one. 
Yeah, no, the real one. What the it, real one. What is the real law that you could get in trouble for and get fined or imprisonment for? Here? Uh, the, the one from Banger, Maine. So that was. It is illegal to take a picture of someone in office. You're incorrect, my friend. Fuck! It is the Hawaii one. It is illegal. The two have, drinks? And I read into this actually. Oh. So when you're in Hawaii and you go to a bar and you have a drink in your hand, the bartender has to ask if it's for you. And if you say yes, he cannot give it to you. If it's for someone else, he can, only if that other person doesn't have a drink as well. So that's on the law books. That's in the law books. Wow. So you could get actually fined if there's like another Where'd you get the something. other two? I made them up. They're pretty good. I'm having many dollars. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Okay, Canada now. Canada, all right. In Uxbridge, Ontario, it is illegal to have internet speeds faster than 56K. So in other words, nowadays, you have speeds of up to 100 megabytes. Okay. Okay. So 56K. In Dildo, Newfoundland, it is illegal can't to... can't even say this. What's wrong with you? It's an actual town. I looked it up. In Dildo, Newfoundland, it is illegal to watch pornography on a cell phone. Or in Flin Flon, Manitoba, it is illegal... That's made up too. Flin Flaw? Flin Flon. Flin Flon. Okay. Manitoba, it is illegal to have outdoor plumbing. Uh, I think it's the third one. The Flin Flon, it is illegal to have outdoor plumbing. No, you could have outdoor plumbing in Flin Flon. It is the Uxbridge one. Can you believe it? If you live in Uxbridge, you can't have a faster internet speed than 56K, which is pretty much like dial-up nowadays. So, so that's a law. That's a, a law. real law. So it's a bunch of old people living in Uxbridge <laughs> <laughs> who still use home phones. <laughs> so well, don't move to, don't retire yeah. to Uxbridge. Yeah, real estate that. might look good, but it's not worth it. Yeah. Oh wow, that's shocking. <laughs> Can you Holy believe that? Holy crap! You're good at making these up. Maybe I'm a good liar. Maybe, yeah, that's, maybe that's the key are. to a long marriage. <laughs> you have to be a good actor. No, I can't act for shit. You put a camera in front of me, that's it. That's why there's no sex tape. Well, you're so. selling me on these things. Maybe I'm a businessman. And you, you start to giggle halfway through and then I'm like, oh, he's falling <laughs> apart. Maybe that's my acting. All right, last one. World. So this one I just picked the whole country as a whole. It's not certain cities or whatever. Yeah, right? go ahead. So in Australia... It is illegal to change a light bulb unless you are a licensed electrician. Mm-hmm. In Croatia, it is illegal to work for the same company as your spouse. In Aruba, it is illegal for a tourist to have sex with a local. Uh, I think it's the first one. Australia light bulb. You are correct. One out of three. It's better than getting 0 for 3. Wow. that's for what? <laughs> Has anyone ever gotten 0 for 3? Many people do. Majority get 0 for 3. You're just saying that to make me feel better. No, I swear. You so can go back to the episodes. 1 out of 3 is not bad. It's not bad at all. Okay. I think only twice people have gotten perfect. And I really? really? Really got upset at myself. I was like, fuck. I must have, I must have had an awful... Seriously, you are a good actor. Like, that's <laughs> okay, a big, well, that's a high compliment. Thank people you. People can't see it, but you really are selling these. I try. And I, you do a good job. Now, I don't know if you notice, sometimes I try to like hiccup over something and be like, oh, maybe I'll throw this one in and he'll think it's that because I hiccuped or something. Uh, yeah, there's acting going on. There's theater going on. It has to be. Now it's your turn. You could plug yourself, plug away. Heavily Pixelated, obviously, is the podcast. You can find that anywhere and everywhere. It's on Google Play, Stitcher, I don't know what else. Uh, iTunes, iTunes is the easiest thing. You can also find it through my website, mm-hmm. scottcjones.com. 
and uh, I think that's it. Like, I have nothing else to, to give you. You don't care about it. No Instagram, no Facebook. No, no I mean, you don't you care know, for that. Heavily picks is Twitter. I, I mean, tw- I like Twitter because it's words. Like, I'm a word guy, right? <sighs> uh, I don't really like Instagram. I have an Instagram account, but right. I've never posted and I don't follow anybody. Do you even go on it? No. <laughs> and uh, Facebook, I actually. Turned. I, actually, I shouldn't tell you this. Oh no! But I turned off. I was like, "That's it. Fuck it. I'm leaving Facebook. I'm sick of the shit." Thank you. And uh, I so did. I canceled my account. And my my girlfriend uh, Sarah, I think, wisely, oh. said, "You're launching a podcast, and mm-hmm. you already have like you know nine thousand friends. Oh, so why not just use it to promote the podcast? Right. So keep it." promote the podcast but that's it mm. so anyway i still have a fucking facebook account uh and i couldn't do it i tried you're done you don't have i to did i even did it for the show too because i was like oh i have a no i have a bit of a following on thing i'll just switch it over to the business side of whatever you know how you could do that on yeah, on yeah facebook yeah. I did that. I noticed a little spike of listeners that one week, but then it just trailed off again. I was like, I don't want to keep up with no this No Facebook shit. for you. No. Are Instagram, you Twitter, me? that's it. You don't, do you not have Facebook at all? At all. Nothing. Not even personally. Oh, Nothing. I cut so the cord a long time ago, that's man. An ad- I must have been like off of Facebook. I'm admiring you right You know when I left Facebook? When poking was still popular. No one pokes anymore. Thank you. That was like 20 years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> it feels like it was 20 it was, years ago. It was, it was like maybe the second ago. or third year in to Facebook. That's yeah. when I left. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, you know what it was? Again, I have a checkered past. Too many of people from, hey, I remember. It's like, oh, no. What checkered past? The skeletons are coming. Tell me about this drug dealer roommate. <laughs> Tell me about a time when the, there was a raid in the, in your apartment. It wasn't a raid. It was. I thought you said like cops broke no, down no. the door. Oh, no, no, no. Was it was a, cops? No, it was other. Other drug dealers? Gangsters in quotations. <laughs> Shit. Uh, but Toronto, you've lived here your whole life. My whole life. Uh, how's, how has it changed in yes. the last five years, the last ten years? Oh yeah, it's always like people are complaining about like even when they were saying oh the year of the gun and this year and this is nothing, man. Back yeah. in the day, like in the late in the eighties and nineties, it's were, pretty safe right now. It is. It is safe. I I can even like speaking of there was a shooting down the street where we're recording now and I still feel safe here. I don't know why. It's just. I don't. This looks like the nicest neighborhood, doesn't it? It really does. It's where walk- people come to die. <laughs> I guess so. But you know, like as I was walking oh, down the street, right? I don't know if it's the plaid jacket I have or something, but there was like a little like car, like official security car that oh, okay. was driving around, and I'm just like, they probably think I'm like a homeless guy who wandered into oh, the neighborhood. Oh my goodness, maybe. But maybe, like, maybe everyone's a little more tense today because of the shooting. Oh, I never thought of that. You know, and so, like, they just were looking at me like, this guy doesn't look like he's from around here. Yeah, they'll call the cops on anything here. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's all, like I said, it's all old people. Like, when I moved in, I had my real estate agent check, like, the type of area it is, who lives here and all that. You want to live with old people? Oh, damn right, I do. (laughs) So quiet. I never hear music blaring. No one's car is squealing and taking off. Yeah. No one comes out. They only come out on garbage day, and so that's it. If there's an asshole in the neighborhood, it's you. Damn right. <laughs> okay, and that, I'm proud. That's actually good advice. <laughs> if you're looking for it real, is. you should give I'll do a real estate podcast too. Move to an old people neighborhood. It'll be like two episodes. <laughs> I know, but it's really good advice. I think it's terrific. I try. I try. I had real advice. That's what I again, and then it's experience. Like I'm in my late thirties, but I lived a life of almost a six year old. So uh, I really enjoyed today. Thank Thanks, you so no, much for inviting me thank on. Thank you. 
da podcast. Am you I saying it. it right? Yeah, the podcast. Well, I I mean maybe I shouldn't put that da podcast. Well, I shouldn't put duh. that pause in there. Da podcast. The podcast. The podcast. Okay. Exactly. All right. Uh, I really had fun, and it's, it's Thank really you. been nice hearing your stories. And, and likewise, and I, it's really an, an honor to be here. Oh, you don't have to go that far. It was nice to uh, to reminisce about EP and reviews on the run, and you know, in the good old days when when we used to have uh, easy jobs <laughs> that were fun to do, and now things are a little more challenging for all of us, Marissa included. You right. know, like you know, she's doing great, and Vic's doing great, and it's just it's nice to think about old times and. And uh, make a new friend. I think we're friends now. That's fantastic. That's all I ever. That's why I do the podcast. I'm a lonely guy. I live in a basement. <laughs> that's just making. I don't do Tinder and stuff. So, well, I shouldn't, anyways. Yeah. But I don't do. That's why I see. I'm not on Facebook. This is my Facebook. This okay. is how I interact with people. It's like live action Facebook. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. Perfect. Well, you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Finger Styles. You can find the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. You could email your comments, suggestions, questions, whatever you want, at the podcast dap at gmail.com. Go to poppyapparel.com. Enter promo code the podcast capital D, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Podbros Network. Click Amazon banner, a few seconds for your charge. Helps Emma, helps me out. We have merch.com, mugs, women's tees, men's tees, and that's about it, I think. I think I said it. EMZT Radio every Sunday, if people still listen to the radio. Uh, I think in your neighborhood, all the old people, I'm sure, have radios. Imagine. They must think I'm a drug dealer because I always have people coming in and out yeah. to do the podcast now. And you're always outside smoking cigars. Uh, yeah, for sure you are. You never go to work. <laughs> <laughs> you got a big beard and a shaved head and oh cigars. For sure. You're just like a drug dealer profile. <laughs> oh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that shit. Yeah. I could not have what I have if I was one of those people. No way. Just just the, the negativity that comes around that. You know what I mean? No, we, all, we need positive vibes, my friend. It only ends in two ways if you're a drug dealer. Dead or in jail, right? Everybody in Vancouver is a drug dealer. Wow. Like, seriously, there's no other way to make money in that town unless you're not working on a TV show. <laughs> there really isn't. I mean, that makes no sense to me. Every building that I lived in, like, there were always drug dealers in there. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I can't picture that. Because, again, I've been to Vancouver and I don't know. I, I can't picture it. I mean, downtown. like Because everyone, like, I'm sorry to say, everyone seems stuck up when I was in Vancouver. Yeah. Even was, more so than Toronto. The, the problem with Vancouver is the, um, it's a very young city. Oh. Like, it's really only been, like, since Ex, Expo 86. Like, it's a young city. It hasn't really been a legit city mm. for, for very long. And so it acts like a teenager. So it's very, it's very stupid. Like, it, there's not a lot of culture there. Um, nobody cares about culture. Everyone, that's like, there's Tell all, me about it. There's a lot of money there. East Hastings Street was fucking scary for me when we drove by there. Yeah, and it should be scary for you. It's one of the worst sights you can see in, oh, in wow. North America. It easily. is. Yeah, it's terrible. But but there's uh, there's a lot of sports cars, a lot of money, a lot of vanity. Notice that, yeah. And, uh, but there's not a lot of smart people there. A lot of them, all the money comes from outside. All the money oh, comes from Oh, that is like countries. investments and shit? Yeah, so uh, like the real estate market there is absurd. I know. Like, just, it's just, like, it's not even funny. It's not even a joke anymore. Now it's just, like, you know, like, $4 million for, like, a, a tiny apartment. Like, you can't even, nothing's really affordable anymore. And it's, they've really ruined the city. Like, mm. nobody of any, with a reasonable job, who's a reasonable person, like, like you yeah. couldn't have what you have here. Oh, you wow. couldn't have it there. That's crazy. Not, it's just impossible. Wow. 
Oh, no, thank you. I'll, I'll live in yeah, die in So every building I lived in, there was always just like some guy. He always had like a tiny little hot girlfriend. Right. And he drove like a black sports car and he never changed out of sweatpants and he was home all the time. And he'd like go out and do things for, you know, a couple times a week. But I'm sure that those guys were always drug dealers. I'm sure they were. Have to be. Have to be. Like, what else are they doing? So, for all you inspiring drug dealers, move to Vancouver. Oh, is this? St- are we still recording? Of course we oh, are. Fuck you, man. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> he's Scott. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. <laughs> I know.